to the Infinity Rose Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Yes, it is me, the man, the myth, the legend himself, back from the grave. I haven't spoken to any of you guys in probably a month now, um, which is wild for me. But uh, yeah, it is uh, Jarrett, the elusive Infinity Bear, hosting an episode. I don't think I've hosted an episode in like six months. So this is going to be pretty wild. Joining me today, uh, we have none other than probably one of my top five Infinity Bros. <laughs> Don't tell the other guys, though. Okay. Uh, Isaac, how are you doing, buddy? I'll try to keep it under wraps, but, you know, yeah, those, things never just, know. those things just get out, you know, eventually. So just try not to blame it on me when it does. Um, so I know, okay, I, I want to have a conversation about this okay. just real quick. Um, because I don't want my secret getting out there that you are... Um, one of my top five Infinity Bros. Okay. You and I, I know for a fact, listen to almost every single episode, mm-hmm. whether we're on it or not. Yep. Do you think any of the other guys do? I know, obviously Max has to because right. he edits, but you know that's actually a decent question. Um, I don't think because Max edits all of our episodes, um, most right. of them actually. The last two I've edited, and it's not fun. So kudos to Max; he does a great job editing our podcast. I don't think he actually listens to them after he posts them. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, that's a good point. I don't think he does. But he do, he obviously has to listen to them to edit them. So, you know, he does his fair share. And I, I think Mark does. Or he Mark at least listens to the ones that he's not on. Because he always comes sure. back to the group chat with feedback about, you know, things we're talking Spicy about. Spicy takes. And and, yeah, but yeah. Zane and Robbie... I would not bet money that they listen to our podcast. Let's do a test here. While I so I have firmly grabbed the steering wheel away from Max and you, and this is my show right now. <laughs> this is so the we're gonna play Calvin. Ball. Yeah, <laughs> we're playing Calvin Ball with the rules. Um, this is the official Infinity Gauntlet for the three bros, or sorry, four bros that are not here right now. Ooh, I want you Spicy. to yeah shoot me a message in the Infinity Bros chat. Telling me that I'm a Todd and you actually listen to this podcast. And if you don't, the next time I'm hosting, I'm roasting every single one of please, you. I'm please airing your dirty do. laundry. Uh, Zane, I'm telling everybody about your brony addiction. It is <laughs> it's going down. Wow. It's gonna it's gonna <laughs> yeah. get serious. Yeah. That's pretty well. Also, what time is it? It's officially ten thirty at night and I am this is like my fifth cup of coffee. We're getting spicy. <laughs> after getting caffeinated Jarrett. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love talking with caffeinated Jarrett. That's one of my favorite versions. It's of even Jarrett. worse because it's not like it, it's not good coffee. It's not Mini World's Tavern. It is Folgers mm. uh, because I ran out. It's a mistake. So yeah, you gotta me. gotta get yourself some Mini World's Tavern coffee and use code the Infinity Bros, all one word, all uppercase at checkout for ten percent off discount. For ten percent off, we do have a discount, which I know a lot of people are asking for. Yeah, let's you go. You did not come here to listen to me berate my fellow Infinity Bros, <laughs> or to talk about my uh, <laughs> serious and concerning addiction to caffeine. <laughs> no, you're probably here because somewhere along the line you saw the title Miss Marvel and you thought, surely these two idiots have something good or bad to say about Miss Marvel. <laughs> Uh, so we'll go ahead and get into that now. I want to kind of soft play this at the beginning. We're not going to get into spoilers yet, but we are going to talk about a ranking system. So if you are not familiar with our ranking system, here we go. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. 
If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an Infinity Step. All right. Isaac, you have been sort of my 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 lone soldier in the camp that we're in. And I won't spoil whether we love or hate Miss Marvel, but um, I am interested to see, coming into the finale, uh, spoiler-free review, how has this series been treating you so far? I think up to the finale, I really, really enjoyed... I've really enjoyed the show, um, you know, and obviously we will be spoiling that we'll we'll put the spoiler bumper in later um i up until the very final episode i really enjoyed episodes one and two for sure uh mm-hmm. three and four they kind of started going away from what i enjoyed in one and two five was good for very different reasons than one and two were to me mm-hmm. um so the tone shift just was kind of like jarring a little bit and then six actually was a pretty decent solid ending for the series so i coming into six i really didn't know what to expect like these marvel shows honestly are throwing me for a loop because every single time we come to the finale i'm like how are they gonna wrap this up like i (laughs) i don't understand how they're gonna cram everything into this final episode but somehow most of them have been able to be at least mostly satisfying sure. in, in what they deliver. Ends, yeah. So tie up loose ends and potentially open up to, you know, a season two or like, you know, going into another movie or a different show or something like that. So um, overall, I thought it was a great show. Uh, there were definitely some things that I wasn't crazy about. Like I said, that tonal shift was just a little jarring for me. Um, so I give the show overall a four out of six. Really enjoyed it. Um, and we'll we'll rank our our Marvel Disney Plus shows later in the show, but definitely not a bad show by any means. And I'm really excited about uh, Iman Vellani as Miss Marvel. I think she they nailed that casting. She is incredible, and she's going to be awesome uh, for the future of the MCU. So really enjoyed the show. Uh, what what did you think of it, Jared? Yeah, for sure. Um, so Miss Marvel is one that's always been like one of my top heroes. I'm a big Champions fan, and Miss Marvel was just an interesting character from the get-go. And I came into this more negatively than positive uh, because of the early stuff that we saw with sort of the shifted power set and the way that played out. Um, there were a lot of directions that this was heading early on, and and I came to it a little hesitant. I, I didn't know if I was going to like it as much as I ended up. Um, spoiler alert, I do. I did really enjoy this. Um, I think the changes sort of make sense in the context of the show. Uh, and that first episode really set a tone. Um, we've been talking about this. This is probably the thing we've said the most about the MCU in Phase 4 is like, they have to do things that are different. They have to do things that are interesting. And I think Miss Marvel is that. For better or for worse, some people love it, some people hate it. Miss Marvel is very different from the formula that we've gotten. And I loved it, man. I was here for the ride. I have been on vacation. I didn't talk about it much. That's part of the reason why I've been gone. But I actually didn't watch this series week by week as everybody else did. I watched, I believe, the first two or three episodes in one chunk. Then I went on vacation and did a million other things. <laughs> and then I crammed the last three episodes uh, yesterday, actually. And we all like tried to hold off so long for giving you spoilers to, to you let guys, you catch okay. up on it. <laughs> I will say, uh, as far as like the actual spoilers for this series, 
nothing was spoiled to me but your guys's opinions of this series mainly like <laughs> the rest of the infinity bros just spent like two or three weeks just dunking on this we, series and I was yeah like, we had a lot of um discourse going on and all oh relatively spoiler free i mean i know yeah. mark and i mentioned last week in our episode that like when a big show or a big movie comes out it's almost kind of silent in the group chat because we're trying to avoid spoilers for right. you know everybody else who hasn't gotten around to see it. With so much content out there, like we've had Umbrella Academy, The Boys, Ms. Marvel, um, all going things. on. Yeah, Stranger yeah. Things all going on at the same time. So it's kind of really hard to you know determine who's watched these things, who hasn't, yeah. all that stuff. So that's been a little difficult. But I mean, I think I thought. We were able to keep it relatively spoiler free, but there was a ton of discussion on like Dude. what's going on with Miss Marvel. So I'm, I'm glad that we weren't able to bring you down. And and what's interesting is that you mentioned that you, I mean, I know you at one point said I am just not that interested in starting this series even. Like you hadn't even started yeah. watching it yet, and you were like, "There's nothing drawing me to it right now based on what I've heard online." Uh, based on the trailers that we saw, you know, all of that stuff. It just wasn't in- interesting enough for you to, like, pick it up and start it right away and keep it up, you know, every single week. And I came into this kind of from the opposite mindset. I was like, I I think Iman Vellani looked like a stellar casting. I was pretty excited. I, I wasn't, like, over-the-top hyped because we- there was a ton of conversation about like how they were changing her power set i wasn't like over the top hyped but i was pretty optimistic coming into it i was like if they handle this this power set change correctly i think it's going to be fine because the character of miss marvel it's what's important like the the traits that she you know exhibits and how she portrayed her was perfect and just nailed her so i came into it like pretty optimistic and throughout the course of the series maybe came down a little bit from what my expectations were but you know again not to say that this show was a disappointment by any means so yeah and and you kind of nailed it too is this cast that they put together um across the board is just like an infectious group of people you can't help but love them and i think this is arguably one of the best like most well acted series out of this and and props to feige for finding um iman Vellani. like she killed it man Gosh, she's and like great. the the origin story of how she went from you know a fan of the mcu writing on these blog posts matches up one for one to the character of miss marvel and so you literally cannot find a better casting than this yeah. and yeah right. she did phenomenal mm-hmm. but like you said you know we we had these discussions in chat and it was a lot of it was before I had like finished the series of a lot. <laughs> I'm not going to say who, cause obviously I want them to be able to give their opinion and defend themselves mm-hmm. a little bit, but some people in our group were kind of dunking on it. And so I was like, man, what, a, like, what am I getting in for, for these last three episodes? <laughs> yeah. And I freaking loved it, dude. It was so good. That's awesome. Let's, uh, before we shift to actually talking about the finale itself, I want to know just from a standpoint, where are you sitting at with, um phase four as a whole you know obviously this is a big piece of that we're gonna see her uh return in in the marvels and that's been confirmed even before the finale um sort of these puzzle pieces that have been put together and and obviously 
Thor is out right now. We don't want to spoil any of that for anyone who hasn't seen it. But how are you feeling with this in particular in Phase 4 and Phase 4 as a whole? Yeah, that's actually, I mean, we've been talking about that a little bit, touching on it with the last few podcasts we've been through. Um, I talked about it with uh, Robbie on our Patreon exclusive portion of our podcast, which you can go to Infinity, search the Infinity Bros on Patreon, and you can get exclusive uncut access to these episodes where we talk about stuff that we don't talk about during the episode. Most of the time, it's totally like off the cuff. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, just complete Mark just going off the wall and Max not having to edit out everything that Mark says, you know, basically. Yeah. Uh, That's what it comes down to. Mark is the wild card of the Infinity Bros. So, uh, but anyways, I personally think I have probably a little bit more optimistic view of Phase 4 because the discourse online has been basically that Phase 4 has no direction. It sucks. Individual movies and the shows are... Just not up to par on what we expect from Marvel and the MCU. I guess I kind of agree with that to an extent. Um, It surely hasn't been like... I feel like we kind of peaked when it came to Infinity War and Endgame. And I think peaked as a superhero genre culture, honestly. There's so many things that go into Infinity War and Endgame. Just, you know, basically... 10 years of movies like 20 different mcu properties all funneling into that and i went back and watched infinity war a couple weeks ago now man that movie is so so good and i i have a hard time thinking that they should be able to keep topping it with every single movie or show that comes out like you can't i don't know how if they're ever gonna top that infinity war and endgame was a special like moment in entertainment it's when superhero culture was at its hype like its highest hype point ever and we're just kind of on the downside of the general like everybody's starting to turn on superhero culture and movies and stuff like that i think sure phase four is not the same as phase three phase two phase one i think we've gotten some solid installments in phase four And what they're basically doing is rebooting the MCU. Uh, We're just taking different characters. We're getting origin stories again uh, for these different characters. And you know what? Like, Phase 1, I was talking to Scott Higa, one of our good friends. Phase 1 doesn't really seem like it has a whole lot of direction either. I mean, obviously, you can kind of tell that they're going towards Avengers with all of the post-credit scenes and stuff like that. So I think that's what Phase 4 comes down to, is that we're introducing all these new characters, and they're, it's all going to come together somehow. Like, trust in Daddy Feige is what Mark would say. Trust in Daddy Feige. We're going to bring it all together. I think the more, the further we get down the road, the more these shows, these characters are all going to connect. There's Sure, there's a couple shows, a couple movies in this phase that were kind of hit or miss. Some people really liked them, and... One thing that I appreciate about Marvel is that they're trying new stuff. Yeah. A lot of people have been complaining that they use the same old formula with every single character, every single movie or show, and they're trying new things. You know, with Moon Knight, we got a very different perspective of a non-typical superhero and a very different perspective and way of telling that story. Um, And I think that even includes Miss Marvel. We just got to... A fresh perspective on a new 
hero and a different way of telling that story. So it's going to be hit and miss with some people. Some people are not going to appreciate certain properties and you know, that's okay. I appreciate what they're doing. And the same thing goes for me. I mean, not every show is going to be a perfect six out of six for me, but I still can appreciate each show for and movie for what it is. So yeah. I, I think they're heading the right direction. I think they're going to, and this is a building phase is what it comes down to. They're introducing a lot of characters and we're going to basically at the end of this phase, probably start narrowing it down to the actual direction of where it's heading. Yeah. I think you've nailed on something here, which is like, people keep saying, you know, they sort of jumped the shark with infinity war and Endgame, And there's not really anything after that. And this is sort of like the, maybe the swan song of the MCU. And I see it more like a, like a deep sigh of relief after something incredible. Right. Or like, right. You've built this tower, like a Jenga tower. And it's always cool to see that tower get knocked over, explode in a million pieces. But right after that, you got to start building that tower again. Yeah, exactly. And, and I feel that's where we are right now. And I think you've sort of nailed that with this is the foundation that they're putting together. I wanted to touch on this because we're about to talk about the finale. Um, we did get an official rating from Infinity Bro Max. And I want him, hopefully he's on, uh, <laughs> What date? what's the date today? Hopefully he's on maybe the next episode or the one after that. Yeah, I think he's coming back this week. So he might be on next weekend. Uh, Max gives it a... 2.5 out of 6 which is wild oh to me. Oh my. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I want to be on that pot. I want to be on Here's what it's got to be. It's got to be you and me in one corner. <laughs> Zane refereeing. Uh Robbie can be cheerleading. He can be the what's what do they call that? Facing the off against the, yeah. the funny the funny thing is though is even though Mark has been kind of on Max's side as far as disliking Miss Marvel, I yeah. think he would probably give this show a three or higher out of six. Cause that's just like Mark has seen so many bad movies that yeah. he knows this is still good quality. He's like filmmaking. <laughs> this is still good quality stuff. <laughs> Max is only Max has only seen like the stuff that he goes to Rotten Tomatoes. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's good. I watched that. <laughs> Mark will watch literally anything. And I think Mark he's will been... watch anything. He's watched more movies than all of us in the infinity bros combined. I'm not even joking about that. You he... think he just goes to Netflix and just like scrolls until he's bored. And then he's like, yep. That Dude, one. do you remember? Like, this is about probably about last year at this time. We weren't, we didn't have a lot of like new content coming out. Oh, and yeah. Mark, Literally, he'd be um, he's working from home and he would just have movies on in the background. He would oh, review he like, like 20 movies for yeah. our hot and snot segments. Like he would just Gosh. list them off. And he we were all sitting there too. And it was something crazy, awe. like 800 movies or something. That yeah, watched. it's just it's wild. Like he That's he watches fantastic. a ridiculous and now he's got time to watch movies as a new dad with uh, a baby that he's hanging out at home with. So he's got, he's got the time. He's got the time. So yeah, but Mark, Mark is, uh, he knows what a bad movie is and he knows, (laughs) he knows that even though he didn't like Miss Marvel, I think he'd rate that a lot higher than, than Max's 2.5 out of six. That's wild. I want to go back and see like what, what else Max has rated around that level. Cause I can't imagine. It would be interesting to compare. Like he's got a real, especially Marvel wise, he's got a pretty oh high gosh. view of most Marvel content. Um, but yeah, I mean, I we've mentioned it many times in the last few weeks that Max has been gone. 
he's like I think WandaVision literally soured him on the MCU. Like he has not he has not really you know what it is? been no. high praise yeah. on anything since then. No, you know what it is? He's at camp right now. Somebody stole his phone. <laughs> There's a kid with his phone right now. Oh my I bet gosh. You. I knew no, it. No way. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay, um so before we get into spoilers for the finale, um if you do have hate mail that you need to send to us, you can go ahead and toss that on any of our socials. Just make sure that you point out just this is for at Max. Max Mosier 73 yeah. on Twitter yeah. or you know, you can email us at infinityrosepodcast at gmail.com. Send Tara us all just your hate mail. Hard for us, yeah. <laughs> just rip them a new one, please. How do you, okay, please. we need to know. I'm gonna hold on. I gotta pull this up. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gives Miss okay. Marvel a this oh, is yeah. Max, this is wild. Doing? This is wild. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 98, certified fresh, in an audience score of 78. And Max is looking at this thing and saying, "That's a 2.4 out of six. <laughs> And and Max, for those of you who may be tuning in for the first time, Max basically Jeez, worships Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, he does. He thinks Rotten Tomatoes is the bee's knees. He reads all the reviews before going to the movie to see if he wants to go to the movie, basically. He uses Rotten Tomatoes as like a metric to see if he's going to see this movie. And this is rated 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, now granted... I have no clue how it's rated 98% because that is freaking high for an MCU project. That is really, really high. Like, I don't even think Endgame or Infinity War, they were at like low 90s to 95. What do you think? Okay. I'll I'll get to this later, but I'm curious to see because we'll talk about our top six um, or how we rank the six uh, Mm -hmm. Disney Plus, but I can't imagine there's another Disney Plus show that's this high. No, no, I doubt it. I very highly doubt it. Zane says, Zane says 3.75 for Scott Higa. For Scott. It's for you, Scott. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's talk about the finale. Mm. I We are going to spoil things. We'll put that bumper here in a second. But before we get to the bumper, I have to shout out Mandy at Castaway, who apparently is a big fan of the show. Mandy, I'm sorry that you work or are affiliated with Max. Yeah, we really his... apologize for that. Yeah, oh, we, I'm sorry. Like, if you need a support group, reach out to us. Um, we're here for you. Join our Discord. We can chat yeah, with you where Max won't please. see it. He won't He won't Max, be in Discord chatting. He'll never check it's it. It's a safe I'm space. I'm so sorry that you work with him, Mandy. <laughs> um, we did want to give you that shout out, though, before we go to the spoilers, just in case you've been very busy and haven't been able to see Miss Marvel. So this is your official spoiler warning. We will put that bumper right here. If you listen beyond this point, it is 100% on you. You cannot blame us for this. This is... Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. Miss Marvel season finale. This picked off on... I don't want to say a cliffhanger because, you know, we weren't really worried about their safety... Uh, Bruno and Kamran had officially gotten out of the shop after finding out that Kamran now has powers. We pick off there. I'm going to do this sort of the same way that we do our movie reviews. I'm going to talk about the characters and how everything is resolved in the finale, more so than a beat-by-beat basis. So the journey thus far has taken us a lot of places. We kind of predicted, you and I as well as the rest of the guys predicted, that this would be more of a 
sort of like a a sitcom like teenage and we sort of got that feel at the beginning right like Mm -hmm. you talked about the tonal shift that happened halfway through that's really it right like we thought this was going to be almost like a a disney tv series sort of thing and then they go this whole other way with the supernatural thing with the djinn and and it almost feels more like a a sort of guardians or thor-esque thing um maybe a little bit of doctor strange like alternate dimension stuff and really threw us for a loop i I think we we all saw this doing one thing and it did that thing very well and then they immediately pivot into this sort of supernatural adventure and her seeking out her heritage and all this other stuff how did you feel about that tonal shift did it ruin it for you or were you here for the ride um talk about that a little bit i will say so I appreciated what they were trying to do and trying to tell in episodes basically three through five, where they were kind of going back to um, Kamal's roots and like her heritage. And as we find out in the finale that she, you know, is a mutant. Um, right. We'll talk about that later because that's a huge yeah, kind of thing. Surprise. At the end surprise. Here. But obviously, all this is kind of leading up to that moment really because we know that she's got something going on her her grandmother i think it was aisha um she was some kind of mutant um as well they call them like jinn or the clandestines and i I appreciate what they were trying to do with that but those first two episodes did such a great job of nailing kind of like that teenage like oh man i'm like learning you know who i am um kind of starting that coming of age storyline almost and it just yeah. hard pivoted like all of us i don't remember which episode it was is like three maybe four where she was like oh we're actually going to palestine and it was like oh or not palestine <laughs> sorry uh pakistan pakistan we're right. going to pakistan and we're gonna meet grandma and it's like yeah. oh okay <laughs> Wait, <hold> like <laughs> all right let's uh, let's go then and from that point on like you know it was still it was still pretty good and True. the episode five especially had some really, really great emotional beats that I really wasn't expecting, um, you know, where she, yeah. you know, she ends up traveling back in time, basically, and being the reason that her grandmother or her mom finds her her grandfather. Right. That's how that goes. Her grandma. Yeah. Yeah. So like it was it was a really cool twist. Definitely wasn't expecting that. But then. Episode five ended so abruptly and weird. It was like, yeah. oh, then then Kamran's got powers, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, careful, what? Blow up! End of the episode, <laughs> yeah. and it was like, oh, what? Well, <laughs> what is happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> like just super odd choices. I thought, anyways. Generally, I thought it was pretty good, but I just thought the shift from kind of like the coming of age, like. Oh, cool. I got powers. It's going to be awesome. And then all of a sudden it was in this heavy, really emotional story. It was just like, oh, okay. Um, I'm not really sure what to do with this. I I don't know how to feel about it. And so I kind of liked it overall. But to me, it didn't tell a super cohesive narrative. I, again, enjoyed both parts of the story. It just was weird that they went. They seemed like they were going to lean into the one and then just went full on with the other. And then the finale, I thought was pretty solid. They did a pretty good job of, of wrapping everything up. So, again, you know, do th- with that what you will. The tonal shift just didn't work for me, but that didn't really detract from 
The acting, like you said, superb, almost on all accounts. The only ones that I really was not into was the clandestines. Like, they didn't yeah. really convince me. Uh, they kind of reminded me of the Flag Smashers in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, they just weren't really convincing villains, honestly. Yeah. And I, I didn't really get into their story at all. Um, her family story, on the other hand, that was great. Really enjoyed pretty much every part of that. Especially yeah. when she comes back in episode six and her family kind of just like when she finally is like honest with her family about what everything's going on, they embrace her and they're like, oh, yeah, like this is cool. Let's run with this more, you know, instead of probably what she expected was that she was going to get shunned or, you know, her mom was going to freak out about everything that was going on. So really like that. And, you know, I, I don't know much about the comic character of Miss Marvel, so I can't really compare like her comic origins from her show origins, MCU origins. But I thought it was great how they kind of wrapped everything up. And like her mom, like was like, all right, like this is, <clears throat> this is like, she gave her her suit, like made her suit for her. And then her dad basically picked out her name for her in a way that uh, I think Zane mentioned in our group chat was really nice and sweet and not at all, like the super weird way that Fan Fantastic did their naming <laughs> yeah. at the end of the series type of thing. Yeah. Uh, definitely no, like I'm I'm being serious. Uh, no, I'm with you. <laughs> I actually loved the way they did that. Like it was a really nice, endearing conversation between her and her dad at the end, and it introduced it very naturally. And then yeah. Fan Fantastic, for those of you who haven't seen that movie, don't go see it. Go look up yes. a clip on the Hot end garbage. of the movie. It's the probably one of the worst superhero movies ever made go look up the clip at the end of the movie on how they got their name it's the dumbest naming of it's any so superhero or superhero <laughs> team of all time it's so stupid so anyways i thought like everything family wise worked really well in this in this series just kind of again tonal shift was the thing that, that kind of took me out of it a little bit yeah i, I think <clears throat> If you were if you were expecting this to happen, or or I should say, if you were expecting it to remain the same throughout, um, it is really jarring. I kind of just wrote it. You know what I mean? I didn't try to fight it. I, I wasn't like, oh, gosh, this isn't what I expected. And I think you and me are a little more easygoing that way when we're like, okay, mm, it's just right. different. Yeah, this is but just how it is. Let's just go with it. The way this felt to me, especially with the tonal shift halfway through, was it almost felt like they prepared for more. As if like there were more episodes or maybe this was supposed to be a movie or something. And they just cut out a lot of pieces, right? Because yeah. that's what I'm saying, man. Like every single one of these series that only gets six episodes, they could use at least two more episodes. Like eight episodes would help them draw out some of those moments and make them just more emotional and impactful. And it would make for a more cohesive story. There's this section shows. where, yeah, there's a section where at, towards the middle to the end of this finale, they make it a big point to say, like, listen, Kamran doesn't know what happened to his mom. Let's not bring it up. He's not ready for it, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, maybe two to three minutes later, it's brought up. And it feels like <laughs> yeah. that was planned to be stretched out a little bit longer. Right. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. shoot, I guess we just tell him. Well, it, yeah, in, in the same vein, too, like, Kamran... Episode five, everybody trusts him. He's a perfect, great guy. Like, everybody yeah. is totally on his side. And then episode six, he's like, oh, I'm the bad guy now. I'm kind of just villain. like, oh, <laughs> like, okay, right. here we are. Like, I, you could kind of see, like, when she gave him the powers, like, 
you could kind of see how he might not yeah he might not be a bad guy he might be like yeah. using them for good but then also like everybody just is so everybody loves this guy even bruno at the yeah. end of episode five is all in on this guy he's even like, though oh my he gosh, doesn't I'm like sorry. them because he's stealing yeah. kamala away like and then all of a sudden in episode six he's just like oh nope nope just kidding guys i'm the bad guy now <laughs> it's just like oh the, and okay. you talked about it with the clandestine how they're like they start out and she's like, "Oh, I love these guys. They know my mom or my my great grandma." <laughs> yeah, blah blah blah. Right. And they're like, "Surprise! Now we're the villain." Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Exactly. Like, and you just add more, add more storytelling to make those emotional yeah. moments work, and then it's fine. But if it, there's not as much payoff, if you're just like, "Well, we're good guys and we're trying to help you." Guess what? Three minutes later in the same episode, we're not good guys and we're trying to kill you. You know, like it just doesn't it doesn't like hit as hard if if you're just yeah. going flip flop on everything willy nilly. So definitely could have used stretching out with with all of these Disney Plus shows like Moon Knight. I loved Moon Knight, but man, if we had gotten two more episodes of that, they could have they could have told a really cool story and probably even gotten Jake Lockley in on the action instead of just teasing him for future MCU stuff. Yeah, for sure. I I wanted to touch on this. I, I think like, you know, I don't, I don't think we need to go into any detail on Bruno or, or Nakia. I, I think a lot of these characters, like I'm excited to see what they do with them in the future. Obviously those two in specific are more supporting characters, but you have red dagger. Obviously he's a big hero in the comic book. I, get, I don't want to say big hero. It's like a C or D list hero, but he is a cool hero in the comic books and they sort of touch on his origins as being like, you know, this mystical soldier that's hunting down the clandestine and now he's working with Kamran, um, who Kamran is loosely based off of an Inhumans character um, and, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with that as well. Yeah. And we'll talk about the Inhumans and mutants here in a second. I did want to shout out one of my favorite actresses and the reason I know this actress is because she's in everything and also she's a phenomenal voice actress and does a lot for video game characters so if you guys remember auntie ruby uh she was one of the what did they call them the illuminantes or whatever which by the way brilliant naming convention on that auntie ruby was sort of like the main one anjali bimani which i know i probably butchered that name um she plays in overwatch uh she's in apex legends she's in the critical role tv show she does like dude she's in everything and so it was cool to see her in this as well and i think like if you change any of the actors or actresses in this it doesn't land the same way like everybody played their role so well the dad the dad was so oh, yeah. freaking endearing to the me. mom and the dad were great like oh, i man, they were so good they're man. some of the best like family members i feel like we've had introduced yeah. in the mcu in a long time like i i really 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 enjoyed their their storyline honestly the whole thing like absolutely well casted i do want to say sorry go ahead before you like move on from casting like sure i want to say iman Vellani is a perfect casting and she's gonna she's gonna be like carrying a lot of weight in the mcu absolutely in the future like i think she's gonna be a main player down the road uh, she is a perfect casting and i said this in the group chat if you take Eamon volani out of this show 
it's probably not that great of a show, honestly. Like, with all of the stuff that went through, like, she just did phenomenally. Yeah. And I will hold to that. She's a perfect casting. And I can't wait to see what she's going to do next. Going forward, I think, like, you know, we, we talk about how they're sort of building up this new version of the Avengers with uh, maybe Captain Marvel as the lead. Seems like it would have been Black Panther as well, but obviously that's maybe not the case. I I still am firmly planted in whatever phase five or six or whatever, somewhere down the line, it's going to be all young Avengers and champions, whatever they call them. Um, you know, we have Cassie Lang, we have the twins, we have so many people involved in this. And I hope they do champions. I hope we get Sam Alexander's Nova and some of the other storylines. Yeah, there. that would but be epic. I want to see Miss Marvel leading a team. I would freaking love that, dude. I think yeah. she would do so well. Yeah, that would be awesome. Let's talk before we get into the the sort of big spoiler of, you know, oh, she's a mutant and she has this in her DNA. I want to talk about the actual resolution of the ending before we get to the, the finale stuff and, and everything after the credits. How did you feel that this played out? Do you feel satisfied with the ending? Do you feel like these, you know, obviously Disney Plus has this thing where they like do so much and they have to cram a lot of exposition right. into the end. Do you feel like this suffered from that in the same way that some of the other series has? Yeah, and I think we've already really went over it, is that, like, Kamran was actually a likable character as a non-villain. Like, I kind of started to like him pretty pretty well by the end. And then they yeah. just immediately flipped, and, you know, he had a... I'm sure, you know, like, you could kind of tell that he had maybe been thinking about it, like, you know, prior to that, but it, it didn't really show in any of his character because they built this whole plan of you know being you know in this situation in the high school like and the whatever agency the control damage damage control control agencies like coming in after them which is kind of bizarre in the first place like that was a weird part of this whole story like why (laughs) why were they so intent on getting these two kids with powers that they're willing to and destroy like mur- a high school <laughs> and like over murdering it. them and murder people <laughs> like what what was that all about like we de- we like have seen basically nothing of damage control just like little s- tiny snippets yeah. throughout the MCU and then all of a sudden they're like this power hungry organization that wants to <laughs> capture it's kids like, with powers that was it's weird it's like they were trying to do shield like like at some point somebody planned that this was supposed to be shield and then nobody told them that, like, everything was going to happen with Winter Soldier. So, like, yeah, oh, crap. Right. I guess Damage oh, Control now wants to murder these kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. That so was that, wild. That was weird. But, like, yeah. I was a little disappointed in Comrade's character because sure. they didn't... I don't know. The payoff, him turning into a villain, didn't sit right with me. He, I just don't think they earned it with that one. And that could have been remedied if they had another episode or two to build that character but it just i don't know it it turned him into another like kind of lame villain honestly and you know he's probably still do you think he has a future at any point like i i he's he escaped or whatever but like yeah out of all the villains to not kill why Kamran? like he's (laughs) not a he's not really a good villain like he's he's, he's still kind he's, of makes a better hero, yeah. Right. I don't know. It just the rest of the like everything wrapping up, it was fine. It did. It, they did the trick. They they kind of did what they're doing in all of these episodes. They landed the plane, 
It didn't look pretty, but they did it. They they get where they were trying to go. There's this line that he says, and I and I think it sums it up perfectly. He talks about how like he's gonna open the rift, and he says like, you know, that's my home. And I'm like, one, you've never so- been there, soft bro. Pause. Yeah, <laughs> soft pause. You've spent 17 years on Earth living <laughs> among humans. Yeah. You realize immediately that like your mom and all her friends are terrorists, right? And like on top of that. There's nothing for you to go back to. Like, you right. just found out your mom and everybody you know is dead. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what I was just going to bring up next. He finds like, out his mom's dead, and then he still continues like, this path of whatever he's doing. It's like, like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? No, it's not. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, yeah that was Didn't rough. feel earned, for sure. Um, I Again, that could have been remedied if they had another episode or two to focus on his character. And, like, the yeah. probably the inner, tur- like turmoil that was happening but we didn't see it on screen yeah i want to touch on one more thing before we get to like because i think it's i think we're going to talk about mutants and inhumans for quite a while i I want to talk about what the heck happened with with miss or with captain marvel at the end of this that was so (laughs) like weird like unnecessary and why (laughs) this is a very interesting thing so okay please obviously Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel shows up at the end credit scene. She like Miss Marvel is standing there, gets like apparated out. Like she yeah. like it makes the weird apparated like movements and everything if you guys are Harry Potter fans. And Captain Marvel shows up. There is kind of slight discourse like is this Miss Marvel in Captain Marvel's body or is this Captain Marvel? She wakes up, she looks at like this stiff she looks around the room yeah obviously it seems like she doesn't recognize any of this and it's weird that she's all over the wall so like it's it's pretty clear that that's captain marvel and not like miss marvel in her body or anything like that but like and you are you and max strangely enough max is on the, Max is kind of the he's on the so. he's on the Captain Marvel like yeah. he likes Captain Marvel side. I feel like most people aren't on that side. You are. Yeah. I, I'm like kind of in the middle. Like it was fine. It wasn't really great. It wasn't terrible. It seems I I was like more excited to see her in this post credit scene than I was for Captain Marvel. <laughs> is that is that yeah. weird? Like I was kind sure. of I was kind of ex- excited to see her here actually. And again have no clue what it means it was super weird i i have no idea where they're going with this but i was kind of like okay now they're connected like that's an actual lead-in to another thing in the future which a lot of these shows haven't really given us so that was one thing that i was kind of excited about it was cool to see and it was like oh sweet but immediately i'm like this feels a little forced don't we think like she's (laughs) in her bedroom yeah that definitely it happened abruptly and that's another thing that i've been saying about this whole phase honestly because i said it with multiverse of madness i said it with thor everything just seems so rushed like they're trying to it almost like you know that's it's kind of the same thing with uh thor the first thor and the first avenger captain america the first avenger like they were pushing those movies out pretty quickly to try to get ready for avengers and it kind of felt like that a little bit like they're trying to push these movies out and like push move on to the next thing right you know and they're they're trying to tell their story quick still 
get people excited, obviously. Like, Multiverse of Madness is pretty big, and people were pretty excited about that. But there, it just seems like they're, they could be adding a little bit of storytelling and exposition, like 15 minutes to each of these movies that would help those big moments along. But they've just been chopping it up a little bit, making it like, oh, all right, all right, now Wanda is the villain. Go. You know, like just, oh, okay, all right, here we go. So in that sense, that it kind of fits with Phase yeah. 4 and where we've been going. There is, this is going to be like the most niche. There's probably like less than 1% of our audience that is going to understand what the heck I'm talking about. But when I was a kid, I used to go to this theme park called Lagoon. And there's a ride there called like the Mouse or Mouse Trap or something like that. And, and I, I think it was based off of the board game, or maybe that's like one of those uh, Mandala effect things. Anyways, <laughs> I love this ride because thematically it looked sweet. But every time I would get up there, it'd be like, jerk and go left oh, and right. Yeah, and it dude. went so fast that it would like like hurt my spine. Yeah. Okay, Valley Fair has one of those too. And you're totally right. It hurts. It's not a fun ride that's, to be on. That's what baseball feels like to me sometimes. <laughs> like you like it. The ride's cool. You're excited to be there. And then it's just like, oh, uh, 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 we're going this way. <laughs> That's a great analogy. I love That's that. That's how it felt to me. <laughs> if you've ever been to Lagoon, I just like unlocked a core memory for you because that <laughs> ride is so like jarring. Um, uh. But yeah, speaking of like wild misdirections, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Mutants are now officially in the MCU in the weirdest way possible. Yeah. What did you think of this, like, as... First, let's talk about, like, this is how you introduce them? This is how, like... Yeah. This is our first official, like, there are mutants in the MCU. How'd you feel about that? I mean, technically, Xavier, but... <laughs> right. Whatever. I I don't even know how I felt, honestly. Because I, I missed the little musical chime that played that was, like, the X-Men animated series yeah. chime. I totally missed that. But, I, I mean, they were obviously talking about mutants. Like, the conversation right. was there. So, I was like, you have a mutation. Like, okay, come on. You can I say I was like, it. okay. I mean, based on all of that and him not saying it, you could probably still twist this into Hearst being an inhuman. But, like, it's yeah. so on the nose that it's like, mm, I think she's. T they're talking about her being a mutant. So that was what was going through my head, and I had no idea what to do with that information. I was not expecting that at all. I was like, okay, <laughs> I, I, I'm excited. I had to pause and rewind time, it because I'm like, wait. <laughs> yeah, and then I saw the musical Diddy later, and obviously with the musical yeah. thing, it's like, oh, well, yeah, she's duh. a mutant. Yeah, duh. But just wild. Like you said, like this was totally not expected blindsided everybody it's pretty yeah. wild that they were able to keep that under wraps with all the leaks that are going on oh my gosh for real just yeah just what a wild way to find out okay and, and I'm, you probably are going to ask these questions already uh yeah, jared like what does this mean are inhumans extinct are we never going to see them in the mcu what what is black bolt in multiverse of madness if the m if the mcu does not have inhumans what is that? I don't know how to like reconcile this because I also don't think we're getting like our Charles Xavier, you know, mm -hmm. and I think it's one of those things where they're just going to say like, eh, it's multiverse stuff. Like, right. Yeah, there's inhumans there, but they're not here. 
as much as I hate this, I, I want the Inhumans. I think there's amazing stories to be told there. I don't think we're getting them. Like, yeah. truthfully, I think they're going to hand wave everything to be a mutant. Yeah. If you're not a superhero by any other means, you're a mutant. Yeah. And so it, it, it cuts off a lot of the stuff that I enjoy, but... I think Zane and I were talking about this. Really, it's not that much of a stretch to just call Inhumans mutants. Like, sure. I mean, they're... They're basically a mutant that is of a different race, but like, so are mutants, right? Like, yeah. So, what's really the big difference between them? Obviously, the char- there is like some decent inhuman lore in the MC- or in the Marvel like comics that we don't want to carry over, like the Inhumans show, because we've obviously talked about that and how horrendous that was. Man, it would be it would be sad if we didn't get any of the actual Inhumans involved in the mcu at some point so i i get your sentiment on that but what if we just get those inhumans and they just call them mutants what if they just are you know somehow incorporated into the mutant um storyline and they're all you know kind of one big x-men happy family i think like a couple things that we missed out on one is like inhumans have their own society that i think is quite interesting um, with Adelon and, and the blue set, blue part of the moon and all this. And I think that lends some good stuff. Obviously, like, that is such deep lore in a very specific thing that I don't know if the MCU would ever touch something like that. So, so that getting swept under the rug, sure, that's kind of okay. The thing that is always interesting to me is there is sort of like there's always a storyline that goes through the X-Men about like persecution and things that they have to say about that. And one of the most interesting points that this comes to head is when the Terra Genesis mist, which if you're not a Marvel fan is like how inhumans are created. Basically this whole thing is released on earth. And if you're an inhuman, that's cool because it means you might get human human powers, whether you know it or not. Right. For mutants, this is deadly. This is like straight up, insta kill right and so you have this interesting like dichotomy where these two like civilizations one that's used to being like the doormat of all humanity versus this like elitist you know we're separate from you we have this own like hierarchy and society right and they kind of come to clash with one another and i always found that interesting but if we don't get that it's not the end of the world right that definitely is an interesting story to tell It'll be interesting to see if and when they try to even touch that with just their That's like history. Space 27. Yeah. Right. Like, with the history of the, the Inhuman show. But, like, sure. I mean, then, like, we, we all thought that was, like, never, ever going to happen. But then Black Bolt shows up in yeah. Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's Anson Mount who played Black Bolt yeah. in the horrible TV series. The so, awful, like, awful series. At this point, Anything is really on the table, honestly. Yeah. So, is it possible? Sure. With the direction that they're heading, I think it's more likely that they kind of stick with the mutant storyline. It would be interesting to see some type of inhuman um, inclusion, though, in the MCU. So, we'll we'll definitely have to see where that heads. But I think that was a really interesting twist, and I'm not mad about it. Like, I think... I think Kamala is going to be a great mutant, potentially X-Man. Like, 
so it's so weird to think it's of her so as interesting. An yeah, though. I know, right? Like, it's going to be really interesting. And and now, like you said, we have official confirmation yeah. of mutants in the MCU. In our MCU, right? Like our MCU, not multiverse. Exactly our home right MCU. and it'll be interesting to see how they handle that because we yeah. still have to kind of explain away where have all these mutants been our whole you know mcu existence like what right. what's going on with that um is there some big universal thing that happens that all the x gene gets activated or you know what what how how do we explain away how these mutants haven't been involved in all of these movies up until this there have point, been so. some some pretty heavy leaks and we won't talk about them because i think that's for people like if you want to go find it you can go find it on your yeah. own but if if any of the leaks are to be believed i think black panther the new black panther movie will have a lot to talk about that we'll right. see yeah um i i, I want to we're going kind of long which i'm glad because it means we've had good conversation I want to get one more thing before we we kick off to our top six. If you had to pick three mutants and three Inhumans to bring into the MCU right now, who would your like best three be? Oh man, that's tough because let's go mutants first because I feel like you know more mutants. mutants, Yeah, mutants is not as bad because I've like I'm obviously familiar with like X Men. I didn't read, I haven't read a whole lot of X Men comics, but. X-Men are everywhere and you know like (laughs) back in the 90s the X-Men were it (laughs) like they were the the Marvel team so I mean number one is Wolverine I know a lot of people say that that's overdone already but like how do you have X-Men without Wolverine at this point or the Avenger like dude's a dude's an Avenger yeah exactly I think he's got to be included somehow that's number one number two I think they've had a interesting inclusion of him but like a good cyclops would be would be interesting in the mcu you I don't think. like james marsden as cyclops? I, no it's james martin did a pretty good job as okay. as, as, <laughs> I as like, no what? i i actually enjoy him i don't enjoy okay. the character of cyclops i sure this is very interesting I'm because I'm so ready for Scott to hate mail us. Let's go. Oh yeah, he's 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 gonna totally be writing us letters about. I this hate episode. Cyclops too. So I, just Cyclops is to me. Cyclops is a jerk. Like he's, he's not a good a guy in the comics. They kind of made him out to be a nice guy in the movies yeah. with James Marsden. So like I don't mind James Marsden's portrayal of him, but I want jerk. the jerk Cyclops Cyclops yeah. in the MCU because that's gonna rile up. That would be the mutants equivalent in the MCU of like Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Like he riles everybody up. Drama is all around him. I I think that would be a good addition to the MCU, even if I don't like him as a character. Um, So that's number two. Again, I'm not like super duper familiar with like the deep reaches of I was going to say, it's going to be like like that. So my (laughs) main, like what? (laughs) I think, I don't know. I think storm would probably be another one because i like that storm is a great 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 character and it wasn't halle berry's fault but she got did dirty in the x-men series or the original movies like storm and wakanda or in a black Panther. oh man see yeah there's a lot of things they could do with that that would be really cool so and storm is again great great comic character she'd be a great leader of the X-Men team that they try to introduce to the to the X-Men. Or, and obviously, you would have Cyclops there. So there would be 
there would be some interesting, uh, you know, things to go back and forth on. But Storm is a great character. It would be sweet to see her power set and her character utilized to its full potential because she's like one of the most powerful mutants and she Absolutely. just got super underutilized in the X-Men, you know, movie series from from Fox. So I think those are those are my three that I would love to see. All right, let's do you now. What, what would you like to see with your three? Three mutants. Okay. Uh, this is good. I, I have a hard time because I like this would be just my like guilty pleasure list. It would be like I want Cable and Hope and, and, and <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Glob Herman for, for Moose, <laughs> you know? Yeah, Moose is all about Glob. Gosh, it, ones that I think could fit into the MCU right now. Like, obviously, I, I think Wolverine could pop in as an X-Men. I think that would be great. Gosh, I should have thought about this because I do just want to say, <laughs> you like, just threw it at Cable me and, and Hope. Yeah. Just um, do it. Just do it. It's got to be ca- like Cable for sure. I think because they're doing the Kang stuff and obviously like him time traveling, mm. I want to see like gritty. Gosh, if you can, <laughs> if you can steal Cable, because uh, uh, Josh Brolin Josh did Brolin. such a great job. Oh my gosh, gosh he, he did. He it. did a great job. Yeah, but like people would be so confused. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, they would. And I gotta agree with you for Storm. Like for all the reasons that you listed and more, I think they're doing a lot with her in the X Men right now. Um, in the uh, Jonathan Hickman stuff that I'm like, man, she would do so well on the on the on the screen. Mm-hmm. Any inhumans you want to bring into the to the new world? So here is my I'm not very up on inhuman lore. Um, so but because we saw him in Multiverse of Madness, Black Bolt, like yep. they actually Anson Mount and that little portrayal that he did was fantastic in multiverse of madness i was gonna say he killed it but that feels wrong to say i would not be sad to see <laughs> yeah oh my gosh i would not be sad to see him uh back as black bolt yeah to lockjaw because he's a giant yes. dog that teleports people yes. like what you have like that's, that's fantastic marvel's dog like yes yeah. that would be that would be incredible to see <laughs> to see him in there and then three we've got crystal which would be yeah. like weird because Quicksilver's like dead technically. I don't know how you <laughs> yeah, would work that yeah. in there. Crystal is like Quicksilver's yeah. like girlfriend thing. I you know, Life, it it would be interesting, but of. she's an interesting <laughs> yeah. character too. And Medusa. I like that. Medusa got done dirty in I, I only watched the very first episode of Inhumans, oh, yeah. and that was enough. <laughs> you didn't have to watch past that. <laughs> she like the clips that I've seen of her in that show are just woof. Like, I'm sorry for that portrayal of Medusa. So, and she's like a cool leader of the the Inhumans too. So, I mean, obviously, Black Bolt and Medusa, you can't really not have an Inhuman storyline without including them. But Lockjaw would be the coolest one, in my opinion. (laughs) But Crystal is kind of like interesting. It probably wouldn't work out in the MCU just based on her history with Quicksilver. Yeah, I like that. I, I think I would go Dante, who's a newer character from uh, Inhumans. Karnak, because I always thought his character was super interesting. Like, what is a what is a superhero who can perceive the flaw in everything look like? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I totally like, forgot oh about that. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And then Lockjaw, because we have Miss Marvel, and that's her That's her dog, yes. man. Like, oh, so awesome. good. Okay, we have talked ad nauseum about Miss Marvel, and so yeah. to bring it home... We, it, this question was posed to me by a very angry Mark who said, is Miss Marvel the the best TV series f- 
from Disney Plus right now? Do you love this so much? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it ranks up there. Super, I don't know. A super decisive answer. Yeah. Love um, it. No, actually, I did tell him no, but I didn't want to spoil my ranking just yet. Um, so, so Mark threw this question at me, and I think we should talk about this a little bit. We're going in three, 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 Disney Plus Marvel series, and we'll kind of ping pong back and forth. So, what is your six, your number six, the worst of the six right now? My number six is actually Miss Marvel. Wow, it's not bad by any means. So that that tells you wow. how much I've been enjoying these yeah. these Disney Plus shows. I give it a four out of six. That's the worst Disney Plus show that I've ranked out of all of these. Again, didn't not enjoy it, but out of all of these rankings, I probably have to put that one last. Wow. Okay. So my my number six, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get hate mail for this one. Uh, what if? I thought it was cool for some of the things that it was set up, but overall, it didn't. I don't think it's stuck. It sunk its teeth into me in the way that some of these other ones did. And obviously, like I am super super biased with two of these on the list, so something had to be last. <laughs> yep. Yep. What If is phenomenal. I think it's a great series, but it is the lowest on the list for me. Yeah. Uh, right. What's and, your number and five? I think like oh, it sorry, goes man. it goes to show for both of us that we didn't hate any of these series. Like Max obviously has rated probably WandaVision has at a 2 out of 6 and I'm assuming Miss Marvel is ranked slightly above that at 2.5. That's <laughs> that's what I'm assuming his ranking is. Jarrett and I enjoy these shows and we we like what they're doing with them. Are they six out of sixes for every single show? No, but we're still no. enjoying them for what they are. So just thought we had to get that out there. Here's the problem with an Isaac and Jared mess around. And I'm going to say this real quick for anybody who's under any disillusion about this. <laughs> Isaac, if you, were, if you were to rank the Infinity Bros or like give it... Isaac is a golden retriever, people. Like he's not—he's not gonna look at a series and be like, "That's the worst garbage ever that's, made." And you should feel that's bad. That's true. I watched Halo and I gave it a three point five out of six. <laughs> oh, so no. there's—you know—I enjoyed it still. I'm—I'm I'm a Labrador. I feel like I'm still gonna pee on your carpet, but like I'm lovable. <laughs> so yeah, you're not gonna get like a lot of hate from us. But all right, number five for you, my man. All right, my number five is Wandavision. I actually really, really enjoyed most of this show. Mm. Honestly, the the just how they wrapped everything up just didn't pan out. And I know I personally am guilty of overhyping this show. I, I yeah. will fully admit that. I mean, we were going nuts on our podcast, doing all the theories about what could happen. They were dropping hints of things that were going to happen that never happened. And that's yeah. that's okay. You got me, Marvel. Like you, that you, that was. I, I'm assuming that's what your goal was, kind of leading us on these different rabbit trails to finally pull out the Trump card that wasn't really a Trump card. Uh, yeah. So that's it. Just didn't hit for me. I did absolutely love Catherine Hahn as what's her oh name my now? Gosh, uh, yeah. Agatha Harkness. I like know, I, yeah. I love that, but she just didn't strike me as a really strong main you know antagonist or main villain so when it came out to be her and they had the final battle it was like okay it was cool but it really wasn't like a massive hit for me yeah i'm, I'm gonna have to agree with you i think wandavision is my number five as well it was such like a cultural event 
that at the time we were all sort of riding the high. Yeah. And I think I think now that we've had time to sit on it a little bit, and I've went back and rewatched it a couple of times, it just doesn't do it for me anymore. I think because we were so excited about like who's the villain or like we knew Agatha was there, but like is Mephisto part of this and what's the deal with the commercials? Mm-hmm. And that that ending was such a massive letdown. And obviously yeah. like God forbid Max was on this podcast, he'd pull out oh, a soapbox, gosh. but yeah, we'd be um, it, talking it, for another 15 minutes about WandaVision right now. It didn't land the plane. It crashed it right into the ground <laughs> uh, along with our hopes and dreams. So, yeah, that one, <laughs> as much as I love it, um, it's it's number five for me. Yeah. Um, number four. My number four is what if for the same mm-hmm. reasons that you mentioned. Um, I thought it was really cool how they were introducing all these different like multiversal elements and stuff like that. But we didn't know that it was going to get all wrapped together until, like, episode 7, I think, is when they started dropping hints. And then it was like, wait, like, why haven't we been seeing hints, like, five episodes ago? Like, it just, it was like they they made half of these episodes and then they were like, oh, you know what? We should, like, actually tie all these together, you know? (laughs) Like, that's what it felt like. And and they actually, like, did a fine job with the... The last three episodes were were cool. Sure. I I liked them, but it just seemed like they started the show out thinking it was just going to be one off episodes, and then decided to make it into a season thing, you know. And so yeah. that it just felt kind of weird. And there were episodes that just didn't hit for me. There were episodes that were like, okay, that was fine. It wasn't like the best thing ever. And then there was episodes that were great. So you know, it it was cool for what it was, and it was a, a cool. Um, animated, you know, thing that we haven't haven't seen yet. So I, I again, I like that they're trying new things, and that's I could appreciate it for what it was. Um, my number four, you're gonna want to sit down for. Isaac, are you sitting? I'm sitting. <laughs> I'm, uh, I think I'm sitting. Am I? Uh, yeah, I'm sitting. Okay, all right, let's hear it. Sorry, that was a callback to Miss Marvel. I, by the way, um, I freaking love that counselor. That was so funny. That was hilarious. Um, okay. This one's going to surprise all of you. My number four is Hawkeye. Wow. Really? I freaking love this series. And I'm the more I think about this series, the angrier I get because the ending was such a disappointment to me mm-hmm. that I'm like, and, and so by all means, this should be my number one, right? I love Hawkeye, but I'm so mad at what they did with the ending and how like just jarring and weird it felt that it, it sort of takes that flavor away from me that I'm like, yeah. you guys had so much working for you yeah, and you didn't get there in the end. And yeah. I will never forgive them for not giving us an entirely deaf episode. Like oh, all the pieces so cool, were dude. set up and it just never so cool. got there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So for definitely that, a lot of missed, missed shots on that one, but yeah, I, I agree with you on most of that, but we'll get into that uh, a little bit later. But my number three is actually Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, oh, yeah. This one was great. Um, had a lot of great moments. But it Oh, wait. Really... There's seven of these. I totally forgot Falcon and the seven? Winter Soldier. Yes. What did I forget then? I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Falcon and Winter Soldier is my three. You know, it was good. It was a really good show. And it kind of just turned into basically a, a generic action show is what it yeah. did. But I absolutely love um, Sam Wilson as Captain America. Can't wait for Captain America 4. 
I and we t- I talked about it earlier. Flag Smashers were kind of a blah uh, villain group. John Walker as U.S. agent that was interesting. That was probably one of the better yeah. beats of that show. Really excited to see where that leads because that's that's going down some interesting roads with potential Thunderbolt, you know, movie yeah. and stuff down the road. So really interesting stuff with that. But kind of was just a generic MCU action stuff with some cool elements like intertwined in it. So that was my number three. Yeah, um, for those keeping track at home, I would put Falcon and the Winter Soldier um, just below Hawkeye. I think it was phenomenal. I loved it. Um, did not love it as much as Hawkeye. Okay, my number three. <laughs> yeah, there are. Okay, my number three is Miss Marvel. I freaking love this series, man. I thought it was phenomenal. It's got issues for sure, and it doesn't. It doesn't have the benefit of being like one of my childhood favorites. Uh, Miss Marvel's character I came to later in life and really enjoyed, but man, uh, like I don't know what to say about this series other than it is so incredibly charming, and all the actors and actresses just like really sold it for me. Yeah, just just freaking love this series. I just realized what I forgot on my list now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Everything above is uh, it, it, obviously like at this point, we're just talking about the greatest hits here. Um, what is your number two? Uh, well, actually, so this bumps everything down the, on my yeah, list because okay. my 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 one that I missed, I am including. Is, it's oh, still okay. in my top three, so that it sure. didn't really change okay. anything. So okay. this is my actual number three now, okay. uh, but it's Hawkeye. Okay. I loved everything about this show, and I will agree with you that the last episode, man, they they really fumbled that ending. And I actually enjoyed most of the things they did in the ending. Um, it really made you go like, holy crap, like, wow. They, they wanted to go all out, but they just didn't set themselves up great for the future sure. of some of these characters, like um, especially Kingpin and Echo. Those are the ones yeah. that, like, those characters really like I loved how they did with like Haley Seinfeld's Hawkeye and Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye. Those characters loved everything about that show. Um, it was and it would have been amazing if they had a, a completely, you know, no audio episode. Like you say, Jared, that would have been well, that would have been icing Gosh, on the cake. But Kingpin, he started out kind of similar to what he was in the daredevil series which that's what everybody wanted and then he got into this weird comic book mode that just didn't fit his character that he already has been established in daredevil it's kind of goofy huh yeah it was goofy it was goofy (laughs) like and i didn't hate it necessarily but it just it didn't fit and then echo they didn't use her almost at all in the Hawkeye yeah. series, and that's a real bummer, especially with her own series coming out. They didn't set her up. Like, I, I don't think that many people are interested in the Echo series because they didn't set her up very well in the Hawkeye series. So Agreed. that's it's a bummer how they, they kind of fumbled the ball with those characters, but I still really, really enjoyed the show and everything. The storyline, incredible. Love Haley Steinfeld as Hawkeye and can't wait to see her take over. But that would be my number three. Go ahead and do your number two real quick. Number two is Loki. And mm. I think this is probably, if we're being, if we're looking at it from a critical standpoint, this is probably the best show in phase four. Yeah. I absolutely loved everything they did with this character. They kept us guessing 
didn't really know what was going to happen until the final episode, really. And we all, we did almost the same thing we did with WandaVision, with Loki. We had no clue what was happening. They were kind of dropping little hints here and there. But with this show, it was leading to a clear direction and ending. We just didn't know what that ending was. Like, we had can we talk, zero yeah, clue. And can we talk about, like, landing the plane? That is the best ending. That was incredible. Jonathan Majors as Kang yeah. is going to be fantastic. And then here's something that they did in some of these earlier shows that I appreciated that they kind of, you know, didn't do in these later later uh, shows is that they immediately, right after the finale ended, said that Loki's coming back for season two. Right. Didn't do that for Moon Knight. Obviously, Os- Oscar Isaac is up in the air. Kind he hasn't air. signed, you know, contracts for future stuff. We don't know anything about, you know, obviously Ms. Marvel is coming back in the Marvels. But, like, it just felt like all of these other shows were kind of like, we don't know what's going on with them after this. And that was nice that we were like, all right, we're getting a season two of Loki. This is obviously the future of the MCU, where this is heading right now. So that was that was awesome. Everything about this show was fantastic. I just, I absolutely loved the the direction that they're heading with it. I wish again that they could have just drawn that out two more episodes to to just make those big moments just bigger. But other than that, loved everything about it. Owen Wilson as Mobius is fantastic. Can't wait to see so him good. in season two. Uh, every all the characters in this just fantastic. Just a great show overall. And that again, I think that's the best critical show that we've had in the MCU so far. Not my favorite though. What's your number two? No spoiler or no surprise here. Loki's my number two. This is the one that I tell people like, if you can watch one show on Disney Plus, a lot of these other ones you kind of have to be superhero fans or you know like right. they are what they are. Yeah. Loki is the one I point people towards, mm-hmm. and I say like you have to watch this. Like it's 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 a big part of what the MCU is, and it's the best. Like as far as like how it's produced, how the story plays out. Um, so it comes at no surprise to anybody. My number one is Moon Knight, and that is a guilty pleasure. Um, they gave me so much with a lot of things that I was not expecting. It touched me on a personal level, like so emotional. And this is my hero, right? The first comic book I ever bought for myself was a Moon Knight comic book. Like it, he's always been my number one. And so if you were to go back, you know, even five years ago and say like, listen, I'm glad that you're excited for all this Avengers stuff, but someday you're getting Moon Knight. I would have called you a liar. And here we are. Like one of my favorite actors played him. Um, the series, obviously not without its flaws, still gave me everything I asked for and more. And so the fact that like, we're sitting here in 2022 and I can say like Moon Knight has a TV series <laughs> mm. and is in the MCU is just mind blowing to me. Jarrett was eating well this year and last year. Dude, it's with, like with it's Moon Knight and Hawkeye. Just wow. How who would have predicted that this is what the MCU is going to come to 10 years ago, like pre pre Infinity War and pre Apparently I just need to ask, right? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Yes, um, yeah, praying for for different characters. I need a wish good. list. So, like, give me give me both Novas. Uh, <laughs> We're this yeah. is the official request here. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Feige, Feige is going to apparently listen to our podcast because like <laughs> apparently. Hawkeye and Moon Knight in the same year. Yeah, yeah. So my number one is also Moon Knight, and I think it's my favorite for a lot of the same reasons you mentioned. 
my disclaimer is I didn't know. I, I like knew who Moon Knight growing was. Up, yeah. As a young boy, you went to a, a, a yard sale and you found Moon Knight issue 36. And you <laughs> fu- no, <laughs> not quite. Uh, yeah. I did know who Moon Knight was, but that was about it. Like I knew kind of a general who he was. I had read him in like crossover events and stuff like that, but yeah. I've never read an actual Moon Knight comic. So I knew who he was and I was excited for it. But I just absolutely love Oscar Isaac and his portrayal of of Moon Knight um, and the different personalities. And they did take some liberties, which didn't bug me because I'm not like I didn't know everything about the character in the first place. So it wasn't like egregious to me that they changed, you know, one of his personalities and all this stuff from the comics. But just the way they told that story in the amount of time that they had, I thought that was the best like well-told story in the amount that they had that was from a different perspective than the normal superhero story. You know, like they, they dealt with mental illness in a way that we haven't seen before. Um, Probably won't even see ever again. Like we'll, we'll obviously have, I would hope anyways, we'll obviously have Oscar Isaac returning as Moon Knight in the future. But like, I don't know how you address mental health, as well as they did in that show. Yeah. Just incredible. Across the board, the acting in that show is phenomenal. All of the acting is incredible. There were, again, it's not without its flaws. Like I think we've had issues with CGI throughout a lot of these of these shows. And they they really are shows and I don't know if Disney Plus is treating them like shows and giving them show budgets. But it just seems like some of that CGI is just a little rough, spotty, a little rough in some parts. But that's not, you know, it's not to say that it did, it didn't detract from the storyline for me. But I just love, absolutely loved everything about that show. And that one is definitely my favorite. I wouldn't say by far because Loki is definitely up there as sure. well. But And, you know, I wouldn't give any of these shows a 6 out of 6. I think Moon Knight, my number one, I'd probably give a 5.5 out of 6 or maybe even a probably a 5.5 cuz Loki's probably 5.5 as well for me. So all of those shows really fun to watch, but that was the one I feel like I got the most enjoyment out of and that they handled the best way, but still in the and we kind of mentioned that experimental thing, they're trying different things. And I appreciate that in this one, they tried something different and it hit like it stuck for me. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. That's my number one as well. There you have it. That's the official ranking of the uh, top seven. We totally thought there. Yeah, was I six. can't believe we thought there was six. And me and you. The funny thing is, me and you forgot different shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't believe that. It's wild. Uh, if you want to hear us uh, talking about what the heck that was going on there, um, <laughs> there is a section on the Patreon where we actually were like, uh, we were talking about like, hey, we should quickly do a top six. Thank you guys for joining us. If you have not joined us on our socials, you should go check us out. Facebook, Twitter, if you get the itch to Twitch, we're on there. We've been on a sort of soft hiatus on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's been on vacation and at camp yeah. and doing all sorts of things. So, But hopefully we come back with a bang here soon. Um, I think a lot of us are returning from wherever the heck we've been. Uh, so check us out there. Hop in our Discord. Uh, talk crap about Max so that uh, he'll never see it because... He rarely frequents the Discord. Nope, never. Check us out on Patreon. If you want to throw money our way, you get to hear us talk about dumb stuff. 
uh, a little longer than we normally do. <laughs> and check out Mini Worlds Tavern. Make sure to use our code so that you get a discount and enjoy some incredible coffee. It is the Infinity Bros, all one word, all uppercase at checkout, or miniworldstavern.com slash the Infinity Bros. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been the Infinity Bros Podcast. We love you 3000. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube at the Infinity Bros. You can also check out our website at theinfinitybros.com for links, reviews, and sweet merch. Feel free to send us listener feedback via social media or email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.